All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Layer Podcast. It is my favorite time of the week where we get to sit down with my good buddy. How you doing? What is going on, man? How are you? I'm doing really good, man. Uh, I just got really high pitched there, didn't I? <laughs> A little bit, dude. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing really good, man. <laughs> oh, so did you have a good week? Dude, great week, man. This week, yeah, it was really mellow, which was nice. And um, yeah, it was super fun, man. How about you? Yeah, dude. I mean, whoa, I'm going to just keep going through puberty today, I guess. Uh, I've had a good week too. Work's been busy, but I did find time to get a lot of reading in. Um, so that was good. And everyone in my house, if you remember from last week, the COVID was swirling around. Everyone seems to be on the mend. So yeah, that's good, buddy. Man. But today we've got a, a really good show. We're going to be, uh, the, the book of the week is Berserker by, uh, the world famous Keanu Reeves yeah, and Matt Kent. Um, but before we dig into that, man, uh, what have you been reading? Did you have... Yeah, dude. Like I said, I had a, a super mellow week, so I got to read a ton, which was awesome. And before you even ask, I did not watch any uh, Peacemaker, bro. Don't even ask me. I even reminded you, dude. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't watch a ton of TV. Like I'd rather just read. And uh, I'm not a huge TV guy. Like it. I don't know. I have a backlog of stuff to watch on TV, and then it's hard to it's hard to win the fight for the TV time against the kids too. God, yes. And especially when I only have one TV in my house. And um, so I'm fighting, you know, the girls, I'm fighting the, the three-year-old and um, dad never wins. Of course. And uh, yeah, so I don't get a lot of chance to watch TV, but I did get a lot of chance, a lot of chances to read this week, which was really cool. So um, I finally got to read, uh, re, re, we, Ride Titans issue one. Oh yeah. Um, super cool. There wasn't a lot of action in it in the beginning. It was a lot of character driven character building, which was cool, but, um, I'm interested to see where they're going to go with it. A lot of, uh, crazy like family dynamics going on with, with the main character. Now, is this kind of <clears throat> like, uh, some sort of kaiju thing or are they doing like big mechs? Like it's not big monsters, right? It's more like no, there's monsters. So it kind of reminds me of that movie a long time ago where um I can't remember that dude's name. I can't even remember the name of the movie, but it's like they pretty much are in these big mechs and they fight these monsters. Oh, oh man! It was with Char. I think Charlie Hunman or that guy from Sons of Anarchy. I think was the main character oh, in it. Gosh, it's I on think. the tip of my tongue, bro. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was a cool movie. Yeah, but um, so you have this girl, her, the, the main character, and um, her family has been um, operating and driving these mechs for forever. And she's kind of like the outcast of the family, not involved. But then she finds out her brother, who's the current operator, is like, uh, seems like just a hardcore drunk. And he's, mm. you know, in one of the scenes, he's fighting this monster and... He, he like falls over in his mech because he was drinking before he went out to fight the monster. And so now she's got to go back because they need someone to, you know, to be the driver. And so she's going back to her family. Um, so it seems pretty cool. Right on. I, I want to get into that one too. Yeah. Check it out, man. It was uh, cool. The art was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to see like these big mechs just brawl. And then um, I picked up uh, All Guts, No Glory, issue one. 
This is Xenoscope. It's like a three issue miniseries. So are they like real human beings or are they ghosts or from a different dimension that come to do this or no real dudes. So it's like the government has just like, like me this, and you. Yeah. Just like me and you, like the government has like the secret agency who goes out and like slays monsters that usually like no one sees or knows about and tries to, they try to keep it under wraps as much as possible. Yeah. And these dudes are like the, the legit just cleanup crew like they they're called after they go in and like take out a bunch of zombies and they're like all right let's call these losers in pretty much it's it's, it's pretty much how they act you know like yeah. you got these just these military dudes who are just bad and um they just wipe the floor with whoever they you know fight and the art is i love the art it's some of my favorite artwork and um anyways you got these dudes that come in and just clean up that's their only job and one's like an older dude he's been doing it for years and then he hired this young kid to help him out well this young kid he like he wants to be a monster hunter like one of these guys in the military but he's like this scrawny little high school student you know and the the guy he's with is like telling him like dude that's crazy look at you you're a scrawny little kid don't even think about doing that and then, um, yeah, and their last job of issue one, they find they go to the job and they're starting to clean up, and they find a little surprise in a closet. Uh, the uh, the old monster hunters didn't finish the job, and um, so it was super good, man. I think you'll enjoy it. You should pick it up for sure. You left it on a good little cliff cliffhanger there for me. Now <laughs> I yeah. want to ask you, and I'm not going to ask. What do you want to ask? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I know I have it uh, pre ordered, so I'm excited excited to get it in. Yeah, so I read those, and then um, I picked up some cool stuff this week. I got um, New Masters, issue one, which I'm super, super stoked. Cool. Yeah, dude, super stoked to read that one. Um, Noctera 7, going to be pumped to read that. And then um, I got a few older ones. You actually sent me a little gift, which was very nice of you. Thank you. Um, You're welcome, sir. Yeah, Hawkeye Freefall, trade paperback. And then Good I, stuff. yeah, so I got, um, and my last one I picked up, um, finally came in is, uh, We Live Volume One. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I flipped through it. The art looks amazing. So I can't wait to read that. Dude, it's so good. It's, uh, the story is really, I, I think, I think it will. It tugged at my heart a lot. Uh, you wouldn't expect it to, but there's some really good emotional beats throughout that whole story. And some of the character work is phenomenal, but the coloring. Gosh, yeah. Art, I love the uh, art, man. Like, I just flipping through it, I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to dig into that one. Yeah, it's but, so good. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I had a lot going on. What about you? Yeah, I had a good week. I, had a, I got a lot of reading in. Um, I did also, I don't know, have you heard about this uh, show on HBO called Peacemaker? Tell me a little bit about it. I don't think I've heard about it. <laughs> uh, dude, that show, it's uh, it keeps getting better and better. And the last episode, I think, was six. Uh, man, I'm terrible at that stuff. Super cool. Lot, lots going on. Uh, I think there's two episodes left. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's really good. I'll probably watch it next year. <laughs> <laughs> no. But then some of, some of my favorite uh, reads for for the week... Uh, first up, I finally got to to May's book number four mm -hmm. uh, by Jeff Lemire. Man, some stuff is going down. Our main dude finds himself in some sort of like alternate reality or different, some sort of dreamscape, and he's talking to the dog, and they're trying to follow the maze to find his daughter. And super fantastic. I uh, the hardcover for the runs coming out, and I already have a pre order. Just 
I haven't even finished it yet, but I know it's going to be worth it. Everything Jeff does is pretty. Yeah, don't spoil anything for me. I haven't read any of those yet. Yeah, uh, I won't. Super good. Continues to be awesome. And then I finally got to uh, A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, number three, Rick Remender. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of a speaking of you doing a good job with the cliffhanger, this one ends on a gnarly one. Yeah, uh, you, I mean, I, I definitely won't say anything about this because I'm gonna. I can't wait to hear what you think as you go through it. But yeah, our main dude finds himself in a, quite a pickle. So I can't wait for four. It's, it should be coming to me soon. How many issues is in that one? I think it's ongoing. Uh, I it? haven't heard an end date, but I could be wrong. I like Rick Remender too. Yeah, he's. I like a lot of his stuff. Low. Um, Black Science. Yeah, Death or Glory. So, Death yeah. or Glory, super good. And then, dude, one of my favorite reads of the week was um, Noctera's uh, Blacktop Bill special. You know, dude, b- hold on a second. Go ahead. I yeah. haven't read it yet, so don't give me any spoilers uh, on this. Okay. I ha- It's sitting there on on my shelf. Uh, I haven't even put it away yet, and um, I, I need to get to it, though. Are you? Th- how far are you on the main series? I are read, you like up to seven? Yeah, I read seven. So then, or no, yeah. wait, I just got seven. Sorry. Oh, you just, I have, that's what yep, you said. I just got it. I just but you're it through up. six. Yep. Um, all I'll say, <clears throat> Blacktop Bill is one gnarly dude. Yeah, I love his character so yeah. far. Like, I can't wait to see what you know his backstory. So don't ruin it for I won't. me. I'll just say Snyder knows how to write uh, a very compelling villain. Uh, cool. He fills out his backstory and oh my gosh, it gets dark, bro. So I did flip through it though. Like, what do you think about the art? Because it's a different artist, right? Then, um, yeah, uh, throws you off a little bit. Um, I'm such a big fan. Is it Tony S. Daniel? Uh, yeah, it's Tony S. Daniel on the. I love his art. Yeah, it's just so good. And um, <laughs> this is definitely different, but the story is so good, so compelling. Um, I kind of just flew through it. So it didn't hinder it at all, but you know, just different, just different. Right on. And then I got uh dirtbag rapture. Number four, man, this thing continues to just be wild. So she kind of has this ability to like, I don't even know how much I should say. Anyway, she's in it. the middle of, she's in the middle of a war. The demons and the angels both want her to fight for their side. Mm. And, um, it's just a pickle for her, and she's trying to figure it out, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, I think when I'm done with it, dude, I'll probably just send you the issues because uh, I think you'd have fun with it. But it's it's kind of wild. I'm Ooh. interested. We got we got one left. Who's the writer uh, of that one, real quick? Sabella. I don't know what else he's done, and this is put out by Oni Press. I don't know what else they do. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm not super familiar with him. Super excited to see where that goes, and then. Uh, I actually got through the volume 10 of, um, deadly class, another remender. Mm-hmm. So super good. I love deadly class. Oh, well, I know who I'm asking, but they have a show, a deadly huh. class show <laughs> and, uh, it got canceled, but it kind of goes through, if I remember maybe like the first or first or second arc are kind of covered in the show. And uh, you could tell why it was canceled, especially as you're reading the comic book, because it's so violent. There's just no way they were going to be able to like faithfully adapt it for TV, hmm. but still fun. Um, but Wes Craig's art, I mean, you're doing something for 10 volumes. You just start nailing it. You know, yeah, you find yeah, the groove. Yeah, a lot, and, for sure. 
the color palette and everything like that. It's just fantastic. And yeah, super good. I can't wait. I think, you know, that's almost coming to a close too. So very yeah, cool, that's, man. That's what I've been, um, that's what I was able to get through this week. It's been a good week then for both of us. Yeah, I think so. It was a little bit, uh, I had more time than last week. So how about we get into a little book of the week action? Dude, let's do it. So book of the week is Berserker by the world famous Keanu Reeves, the man everybody loves. Uh, he's the co-creator with Matt Kent, co-creator, co-writer, I believe is how they're billed more or less. And the art is by Ron Garney and the color by, I believe his name is Bill Crabtree. Yep. Um, and in this is the story of a man named B for short. Also, you find out what his parents call him later on in the story, but he's a half mortal, half God, cursed and compelled to violence, even at the sacrifice of his sanity. But after wandering the world for centuries, B may have finally found a refuge working for the U.S. government to fight the battles too violent and too dangerous for anyone else. In exchange, B will be granted the one thing he desires, the truth about his endless blood-soaked existence and how to end it. Why don't you? Uh, I love it, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, so before we even get into it, um, on the outset, obviously, tons of hype around this book. Um, yep. I think the issue one like broke records for sales of modern comics. Because Keanu's just the man. Like everybody loves <laughs> uh-huh. it. I yeah. mean, and before we get going, like, what's one of your favorite movies? Let me hear it. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, with Keanu. Like, what's your favorite Keanu movie? Oh, easily. All the John Wicks are amazing. You, you like the John Wicks over the Matrix series? Well, the problem with the Matrix series is that you have two and three, which a lot of people don't love. I actually like them, but they're not as strong. Now, the thing with John Wick is that everyone is really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the John Wick stuff, man. Because, dude, I love the Matrix. I remember back in the day, we even dabbled in the game for a little that's while. That's right, dude. That's <laughs> right, man. I got the MMO, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, man. I know, because I was, like, convinced that I had to play the game uh, to fill in the story because it was, like, continuity. Yeah. So, it was, like, legit. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. No. And then one more question before we get going. So I know they are wanting to do um, two ab- adaptations of this, correct? Yeah. They want to do a, a movie and they want to do an animated series. Yeah. And you just mentioned just a second ago, which kind of popped it up in my mind with Deadly Class, how violent Deadly Class is. Yeah. This is pretty violent, dude. And they are going to have to tone it down if they're you know going to put it on TV. I think you might be able to get away with that with the anime stuff, but if you're doing live action, it's going to be interesting to see how they yeah how they work that. Yeah, we'll get into it, but it's super violent. Yeah, yeah. But um, um oof. but I think like at the outset, um, were you really excited to get in this? Uh, how are you feeling about Keanu Reeves doing a comic book? Were you skeptical? Uh, what were your like initial thoughts to to this series? So with his most recent stuff, like John Wick and everything, and just how Keanu's blown up, I was pumped for this. Yeah, me too. I had pretty high expectations. Yeah. And um, what is it, 12, 12 issues, I think? Yeah, it's going to be what 12. what it's going to be? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, from the get-go, you, you have to have high expectations for it, don't you? Yeah, I think so too. I think everybody I mean, did. 
I think, you know, they had the Kickstarter before issue one, you know, you even got a preview and I was all in. I got the like Kickstarter exclusive hardcovers, which is the bad boy I'm holding right now. So oh yeah. That really, thing is so cool looking, man. Oh yeah. Really nice. So cool. So yeah, man, I bought into it and I pre-ordered all the foils and every single variant I could. So yeah, I was all in, man. Um, so let's find out if it lived up to the hype, man. Why don't you take us take us through one, issue one here? Yeah, let's do it. So issue one, uh, you open the, the the first page and you can immediately tell that it's Keanu. Yep. Right away. They designed <laughs> the character around him because you know what? He wants to play the part in the movie as well. Yeah. So they're like, why not? And well, um, I mean, so much so that even most of these, you know, a lot of these covers are literally just might as well be portraits of Keanu. Pretty much, yes, exactly, yeah. dude. <laughs> I they they didn't even try to hide it. It's so out there. It's like, yeah, B is Keanu. Yep. And um, what do we see? Old, sad, lonely Keanu sitting on a bench here. <laughs> Go yep. ahead and what's a little story about this? I'm sure everybody knows it. Yeah. So this is the famous uh, Keanu sad on a bench eating a sandwich uh that meme made the rounds for years and it's so funny because every time it's brought up keanu's always like i was just eating a sandwich <laughs> i like how you got his mannerisms down and everything right there dude but yeah so it's like immediately kind of they're 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 leaning into it too you know yeah so funny. right up front here so anyways he's sitting on a park bench it's raining and um this black car rolls up they just say it's time and um, you see, you know, now Keanu, he jumps into um, a super soldier sort of mode, a, I guess, you know, like yeah. he, he's ready to battle. And you can tell right away he has some type of, you know, special powers just because his eyes now, like, yeah. they're starting to like glow like this light blue glow. Was it was it weird when he's like sitting on the bench? It, you kind of felt like they just felt like they had to throw that in there for like giggles because it's just like it's time and then all of a sudden he's in like some sort of apache helicopter yeah it automatically uh, fast forwards to like right when they're about to jump out of a chopper yeah like that was just some fan service there those first two pages yeah had to be for sure and he's he's like talking to somebody or something right yeah and then you get these um these dialogue boxes that are popping up like he's having a conversation with someone um like narrative style bubbles You'll find out later at the end of the issue who he's talking to. But um, they're getting ready for this mission. The guy that looks like, I don't know, you would think he was like maybe in charge of this mission or whatever. He's like, are you ready? Like the captain maybe? Yeah, like captain or sergeant or... Sergeant, that's the word I was looking for. Either yeah. one. He's either like, one. Not the ca- someone's in charge. <laughs> sergeant sounds better. Captain sounds like he's on a baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm the captain of the team. <laughs> But yeah, so they're getting ready to gear up, and before you know it, B just jumps out. He 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 does his own thing, you know. He doesn't wait for the team. He's like, "I'm going in." He probably doesn't even need the team. <laughs> I think you find out pretty quick the team is kind of ancillary to whatever B needs to do. Yeah, the team is just I don't. Yeah. Well, the captain's even like, "Hey, wait for my signal," and B's just like, "Nah." I'm Peace. Good. Yeah, he bails, and they. I mean, they're still pretty high up in the chopper. He just bails out. Yeah. And so you're already, you know, seeing that um, he's got some you know, type of Sorry superpower. to cut you off really quick. I'm sorry. I didn't even catch that the first time when they say they're coming in high and then he just jumps. Oh, yeah. You're right. 
So they're pretty high up. Yeah. So that makes it even crazier that he's just, so it wasn't just that like he was disobeying orders. He's being just straight crazy. Yeah. He just bails. And Sorry um, to cut you off. no, you're good. Yeah. You, he has his, um, looks like some type of assault weapon attached to his back and, um, he's, he, his hands are all taped up and he just bails right into action. The, the panel of him flying down though. I mean, oh yeah. Pretty rad, right? Super cool, dude. Like, and you can see how high he is. Like, look at the chopper way up. These dudes are coming down on ropes and he's just bailing out. <laughs> They're way above that, like, water tower there, dude. I yeah. Didn't, yeah. So it's pretty funny. And then you get these thought, these like conversation uh, bubbles, um, that, like narrative style pop up. And um, this therapist or doctor is like, hey, you know, it's our anniversary. You know, we've been, we've been working together for a full year now. As they're kind of having this conversation, you just see B going in into berserker mode pretty much and is just um, rolling through the enemy. Like they can't do anything to stop him. It's pretty, pretty gnarly here. I mean, some of the violence. And is had- it, did it catch you a little? I mean, I know we've seen some gnarly things, but I mean, are you, are you feeling at first like, Man, this is this might be a little over the top. I mean, he's punching through this dude's whole entire skull right so here. So the first few panels, you know, it's just like I don't know, nothing over the top crazy. But then you get to the very bottom panel and he's punching <laughs> through a guy's skull. Like when I first started Eyeballs. reading through yeah. this, like the art style wasn't my favorite, but then as it as we kept getting into like these scenes where it's just crazy gory i was almost like okay maybe it's good it's this art style because it would almost be over the top don't you think i agree with you yeah if it was a little bit more realistic than this i think it really would uh jar you yeah big time anyways so he's just mowing through every single bad guy he comes across punching through skulls like there's even one panel where he has like brain matter on his fists. Which one is that? <laughs> it's on the top right here on, on the very oh, next page. Oh my gosh, that is what that is. Yeah. yeah you're right. So then we, you know, if you keep going, you get to see um, even more of like his, his, I guess, abilities or powers. Like guys are just shooting him and um, he's just invincible to it. You know, like it's hitting his body, but he can't feel it. He's just, just keeps going, going forward. Doesn't phase him yeah. one bit, you know? Like at one point, it looks like he just drops his weapons and he's just using his bare hands, you know, charging guys. When he's, he's lunging straight at the guy, bare, bare fists, and he's just getting shot and he doesn't slow down. Yeah. This um, person he's having a conversation with, she, they're, they're mentioning, you know, you know, I think we're making progress over this year. I can feel a connection with you. You know, how do you, how do you feel? And, um, he does say he feels a connection, but you know, he's like, I felt a lot of connections, you know, Yeah. for him, some, you know, these connections aren't good and, you know, we'll, we'll see later why, but, um, you keep going and you just get more just like over the top, like brutalness from him being in this berserker mode. Yeah. Some of these panels are really cool, cool shots of the action scenes though. That one there, that that he's charging at the, that one. Oh yeah. With the big bang. Like that's really cool. Yeah. And yeah I like, the, I like the panels here. Even the one on, on top too, the next one, like where it mm-hmm. kind of is just like a blacked out shadow where he's just like punching this guy's jaw off. 
Yeah. <laughs> Super cool, dude. So then he he's kind of just keeps stomping dudes. Oh, yeah. Like, just panel after panel of him just mowing through wherever they're at. I don't know if they're somewhere in, like, South America, but... um, <laughs> You got it. <laughs> in this panel, he punches a dude's jaw off, and the next panel, he's beating the dude with his own arm or something. Just ripped it off. Yeah, man. Like... It's crazy. And, um, yeah, as we keep going and just seeing... Um, him just battling through these guys that this um, person he's talking to, you know, he's like promises to help him. So obviously he's dealing with some stuff and um, they're trying to make a connection. They've been working together for a while now and it seems to be getting better with their, their relationship towards like the end of this mission. They're looking for um, the president, I guess of wherever they're at South America, somewhere down um in a Latin country, because it looks like some Spanish is being spoken on this page right here. Donde esta la presidente? That's a pretty impressive, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is actually really good. I'm going to have you narrate all those <laughs> all the, sections, which is not they many. Got but. It's, they got us just once. <laughs> but yeah, so he he like in, is interrogating this dude. They find out the president's on his on his way to the airport. What does B do? He just jumps out of the window with this dude. Uh. And they are way up there in this building still. And even as like his teammates or, mm-hmm. you know, the sergeant and the guys that came down with him, they're just like looking out the window like. They're in straight shock. Yeah. Like, are you serious? So they hit the ground. This dude is obviously just dead immediately. And now you can kind of see like B, B, he's taken on a lot of damage. Yeah. And it, he doesn't like he doesn't heal right away and he obviously doesn't feel pain but you can just see he's pretty beat up now. It's definitely taking a toll on him physically uh appearance-wise for sure. Yeah. Uh he's got bullet holes everywhere, his face is all cut up. But he he doesn't skip a beat, you know. He just keeps going after the objective. So he gets up uh, off the ground, and here comes this like um, what is it, like a Humvee with a mounted gun on the top. Yeah, yeah, think so. And it, you would think, I mean, that would just take anybody out, but he's running at it like no big deal. <laughs> Jumps through the window, smashes the dude, throws him out of the car. Does and- he get hit by the Humvee? Because here it looks like he's running. It looks like he makes contact with it, but then somehow finds a way to like continue the role and get his legs through the window. Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to be like taken as like, like a, he jumped he's over just, it. Yeah, I, I think he's just he just is that that much of a gnarly dude where he's just he's running straight at it and it hits him and he's still he's still going. Yeah, I I, I was kind of like in between because if he got hit I thought he would be projected the opposite way, you know. So I don't know, he could it could have nicked him. And that's why he's doing like a flip right there, but he magically just right through the windshield. Smashes that dude's skull. Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. Boots right through his head. Throws him out, takes over this vehicle, and he's on his way to the airport. Or you think he's on his way, because as he's sitting in the front seat, there's a dude in the back seat with a gun to the back of his head. He realizes it immediately, bends down, and then this scene right here is so cool. Just gets his nose shot off. <laughs> I love it though when he's so he's sitting in the Humvee, right? 
after he threw out the driver and he's cruising to wherever he's going and most likely the airport because that's the first dude told him like the president's at the airport. Yeah. And he's sitting there and he hears the dude behind him with a gun. But that panel there where he's just smirking. He has a smirk like, on his face. Yep. Him, yep. Oh my gosh. Like he just knows. He's like, all right. And before yeah. the guy can even pull the trigger, he, he's reaching back and um, he gets a round off, but it just shoots his nose off. <laughs> his nose is just gone, dude. The panel where it, you could tell his nose is gone is <laughs> pretty gnarly. Yeah. Turns around, steals the gun from the dude. He grabs a grenade and just shoves it in this guy's chest. And this part is gnarly to me because the vehicle, uh, the grenade goes off in the dude's chest in the vehicle. You see body parts just flown everywhere. And then you see B still driving with his hand pretty much missing and no nose. His hand is pretty charred. And at this point in, in this um, narrative conversation, um, the person he's talking to, you know, says, hey, you had a, you know, you had a breakthrough today. There was something different going on with you today. You need to share it. So this conversation gets a little deeper now. Like she's, you know, they're trying to find out more what's going on in his brain, you know? Mm-hmm. And we don't really know why she's asking these questions yet. Yeah. And so you're kind of curious, like, who's talking to her? Why are they asking these questions? What sort of relationship do they have? I think all that, you know, is kind of uh, driving the intrigue yeah. um, of the story up front, you know? Yeah. Well, you were a little confused at all at first with these, like this narrative, like style, or were you? What? You know, it's it's hard for me to be honest to honestly answer that question uh, because I can't remember the first time I read the first four. It's mm-hmm. been a while. So rereading it, it wasn't for me, uh, but it might've been the first time. Yeah. Cause it was, I remember my first time kind of going through it and I was a little confused at first until you, you know, you get towards the end of issue one and you kind of get it all put together. Anyways, I just want to know what you thought about that. So, um, Keanu now or B, I don't know why Keanu, he just looks like Keanu. So I might call him Keanu through this whole thing. (laughs) He gets to the airport, sees this plane taking off and he just, I guess, assumes it's the president on there. I don't know how he knows, but. um, Surely he must have been debriefed. (laughs) Well, I'm sure he's seeing what the president looks like. I hope if you're going on some sort of official mission like this. Yeah. Hopefully. So he takes his Humvee and just um, head just straight at the plane and um, head on collision with that plane. Both explode. I think this this art right here is like one of my favorite pages, I think, of all issue one. Super yeah. cool. I liked how he's just standing there like in the rubble. It's silhouette. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really cool art right here. And um, you you see more damage that he's taken on, like half of his body's burnt off. You know, um, he only has hair on part of his skull now. And <laughs> so gnarly. Yeah, it looks like his flesh is just melting off of his body and so. Oh of it. yeah, it's got to be, dude, with jet fuel all over him, and he's just walking <laughs> through the flames like it's no big deal. Um, he almost looks like a zombie at this point. He really does. Well, I was even going to mention earlier, like um, with his ability to take the damage and just keep walking, it does give you a little bit of that sense. I mean, obviously, there's no comparison. B is his own thing. Right. 
but it's that same sort of, you know, he doesn't feel it. He just keeps going almost zombie like. Yeah. And, um, so he does find the president, um, in the back of this plane, dude, this, I don't know that, that last panel is one of my favorite, but this one's so the art where he's just standing over the president, dude, he just looks, he looks like a mean dude, dude. So crazy. Not getting on the wrong side of B. And this is where you can you kind of get um, almost like a, a a sense of who he is. And once he gets into this like berserker mode, you can't stop him, no matter what. And um, so he grabs the president, and he, as he grabs him, you you see the, the the sergeant. I'm assuming is talking to him like, "Hey, if you can hear me, they're telling me they want him alive." You you can't stop him at this point. He yeah. he's just bloodthirsty. And he's not going to stop. And um, you see him have a have like a flashback on one of these panels to a different right before he's about to punch this president. He has like a flashback, and you see it like this different person. It's even in a uh, different color. Yeah, it's like so, panel. The first panel is like a zoom in on the president's face, and then the panel right below that's kind of the same sort of zoom in on a face, but we have no idea who that is. Yeah. Definitely Yet. keeps you interested. Yeah. You're like, okay, who's this guy? And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he, he just punches right through this guy's skull like he did all these other guys. Mm-hmm. And you see, the, you see the sergeant, he's like, well, I guess it's dead this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he says that a lot on these missions with B. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then it just, yeah. it goes to another level here. He, um, He's standing over the, or kneeling over, the, you know, the dead president and um, rips his heart, his heart out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you like, do you think he's taking a bite of it here or do you think he's just holding it? He's just holding it. You think? Because like he rips it yeah. out and he looks like he brings it to his mouth and then look at all the blood dripping out of his mouth. I was like, I wonder. I think if- that's just, yeah. I, I, I can't think that he's eating it i just would change my whole sort of uh perspective on b and and all that he is so i'm gonna go ahead and say no plus if you when you turn the page the heart kind of looks like it's mostly intact yeah very true but i was kind of thrown off there i was like dude is he going that far to take a bite of this thing (laughs) no i can definitely see uh, in the art here how it looks like that could be the case for sure but yeah so he completed his mission um maybe a little too much it's crazy though because this next scene is is was crazy to me because as he's holding this guy's heart out in, in the background, you see, see a young boy, which you can assume is the, is that president's son, I would assume. Yeah. And, um, you get a zoom in of his eyes. You see the emotion. His son is just scared beyond belief. You know, just seen his dad murdered in the most brutal way. And then you get another like flashback panel of a young boy with blood all over his face with that kind of like that same look in his eye. Yeah, ju- like the juxtaposition with the dad and then the, a black and white picture of another older individual. Yeah. Individual. And then this one, the boy's eyes juxtaposed with another boy's eyes, but in black and white. It's clearly uh, something's going on. Yeah, something's going on. And, and this also could go along with the conversation he's having in these um, yeah. um, panels with, with this person about, um, you know, the connection and um, – new thoughts and she's seeing something different, you know, but see, this is, if you look at the bottom panel, look at the heart in the bottom panel on that, on that page, right below that flashback. (laughs) I'm telling you, dude, I think you took a bite of it, bro. 
Oh, dude, he may have, man. Um, he may have. <laughs> oh, crazy. <laughs> I'm going with no, though. All right. <laughs> I'm going with yeah, dude. I don't think there's any doubt about it now. And I didn't even notice that in the in, in the previous read-throughs, that part right there. I didn't even notice it before either. But now that I see it, it's a little... uh. Yeah, dude, he's probably grubbing a little, uh, a little on heart there. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to think it's true though. <laughs> All right, so uh, mission's completed now. He's in the chopper, flying home, and um, the sergeant, you know, says, "You did good, kid. Don't forget." And um, he gives him this pill and says, "Time for your new protocol." And um, so he takes this pill. He looks like he's half dead, sitting up in the chopper, but um, still alive. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 yeah. What? Tell me about. I it. wish they would explain this protocol the thing. Pill? Yeah, yeah, me too. But you know, that's gonna keep popping up. And um, so they get him back to this um, undisclosed government facility in Washington. Uh, they take him in, and you know they're starting to clean him up now. You get all these doctors around him, hooking him up to all these tubes, um, washing off the blood. And, um, it looks like almost like they're like dissecting him a little bit, you know? Well, one of the crazy things is, is like, so he's hooked up to all the tubes, like you said, and they're, they're doing all this stuff to him. Right. And one of the crazy scenes, dude, is they, they just scalpel one of his fingers off and throw it into a little genetic cloning thing. Mm -hmm. So they're clearly doing something with B, uh, studying him. For who knows what, but they're doing something there in the government building. Yeah. And I guess before we keep going, one one major thing to point out is um, this conversation he's having in, in these narrative bubbles is um, they, they ask him, like, you know, do you want to uh, – do you have thoughts of, of suicide? You know, do you want to die? And he's like, you know, I, I don't have thoughts of suicide. I don't want to die. I just want to be able to die. Yeah, huge you know, point. He 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 yeah. wants to be be mortal. The, this um, person he's talking to is like, I know that's what you want. Um, I know that's our objective, and I, I I promise to help you reach that. So it's like, it seems like he's helping them. She's trying to help him in return, kind Some of sort thing. of quid pro quo. Yeah, this for that. Yep. <laughs> and um, so, anyways, he gets cleaned up, and you go to the next panel, and you can definitely tell. They are um, using him to try to try to clone, try to make clones of this super, you know, soldier, you would pretty much say. And you get a shot of a guy um, named Stephen Caldwell, and he is the head of belief systems in ancient technology migration, whatever that means. <laughs> whatever the heck that what, is supposed to mean. Whatever secret department he's part of, uh, he's the head of it. And, um, <laughs> but keep your eye on that guy. Yeah. Cause he's clearly no good. They're trying to figure out what's going on. You know, with- you know how you know he's no good? Because who the heck, why all of a sudden just a random panel of a dude who they feel like they need to describe? Like, yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. And, um, once he gets kind of cleaned up, then you get to see who he's actually talking to here after the mission. And it's this, um, female doctor. And, um, yeah, Diana is her name. Yeah. Diane or Diana? Diana or Diane, one of the two. Yeah. And so you kind of find out that she is trying to help him learn more about his past. 
and mm-hmm. um, they're creating these protocols. It almost almost to like maybe unlock more memories of his past. Yeah. And this goes back to the whole, you know, quid pro quo thing. They're they're trying to learn more about him so they could um, figure out where he came from, so they can maybe figure out how to um, clone him. He just wants to become mortal. And so she's saying, yeah, I, I can help you do that, it, you know, but we need to unlock more of your memories, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the issue comes to an, comes to an end here with him – kind of telling her about his past and he's, he's taking another one of these protocol pills and he's like, today I remember, I remember being born. And it's like a flashback of him as, as a baby with his, with his parents. And it's almost takes you back. Oh, and it even says, yeah, 80,000 years ago. So he's been around for quite a while. You're going to, you kind of get to uh, realize why he might want uh, the ability to be able to die. Yeah. Especially going through Having what live that long up and down all those losses, kind of, uh, what he was saying about, uh, you know, connections always end up hurting. Like, I mean, for 80,000 years, dude's probably completely worn down. Yeah. And what, what he just did, he's probably done millions of times, you know, and um, so, as we finish issue one, we know he he really he doesn't feel pain. He can regenerate, like his limbs grow back. You know, he re- his health regenerates. He can't die. He's obviously immortal. And um, what do you think when you finish issue one? At this point, where where are you at? Very interested. <clears throat> yeah. I want to know more about uh, this dude named B. Um, I want to be there as he unlocks more of his memories. Uh, I want to know why his memories are important, what they're fishing for, why they want them, uh, what the heck these protocols are. Uh, I just want to know more about B, man. It was a really good character building here. Um, And I think uh, even though with the first read through with that narration, uh, maybe being a little bit bewildering, I think it really ends up working, especially if you give it a second read through and you know what's going on. It does a really good job of building B up. I mm-hmm. think. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I loved issue one. By far my favorite issue. It uh, is a huge issue, dude. Yeah. And like Jeez, it's huge. It, it it brings you in. It is a little, you know, it was a little brutal. I would be honest. My first time reading through it, I was like, holy smokes, you know. So e- even though I wasn't um wasn't my favorite art style, but I think it does a great job because if it if it was more detailed, it would be a little too much, I think. But I mean, so first issue, I'm all in, man. I want more. Yeah, same here, same here. So let's get right into issue two, yeah. Yeah. So issue two, you automatically start- well, really, really quick. I think one thing we should say, I'm sorry, is that B in issue one also has made it clear that he doesn't actually really believe that they're going to be able to help him. But he is such a warrior and a fighter at his core that he's just like, sure, like, yeah, there's some progress here, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to keep fighting. Just think about it. He's been, he's probably done this, you know, he's been, he's alive since for 80,000 years. He's yeah. Had, you know, yeah. how many times has he gone through this? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, so issue two opens up and you, you see immediately uh, he's telling this story of, you know, from when he was born. Uh, you can kind of just continue the conversation with um, with this therapist. And um, I don't want to say he comes from like a caveman air, but 
maybe just right after, you know, they're um, spears and it, it, it's, a, yeah. you know, pretty dang close. You know, he calls his people the nomads. So the nomadic times. Yep. And so basically, basically his tribe is um, perfectly situated in this land that everybody else wants. All these other tribes want their land. And so what these all, uh, what these tribes did is they all band together. And once a year, they, they raid his, his family's village and just destroy it. Take all their harvest, uh, kill all their people, even their women and children. And so finally they, you know, the, the, um, I'm assuming that the dad is like the leader of the tribe, right? Mm -hmm. Um, his wife and they're like, you know, we need to do something. Let's pray to the gods. And so you see her kind of making this concoction of mushrooms and herbs and whatever else she's finding outside leaves. And uh, she makes this concoction and she heads to this cave where their tribe kind of originated from. I think it was like their first shelter, right? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, um, she's almost having like uh what would you call it? Like some type of ritual. Seance? Yeah. Seance ritual, something going on here where she's praying to the gods and what did you think of this part when the gods come down? I was wondering if you were ever going to ask, dude. Uh, gnarly. It's like she's on DMT or something. She goes into yes. another plane of existence, man. Yep. It's um, whatever uh, she took or whatever she drank or whatever it was, man. She got a good trip going on. And I don't know what exactly is going on with the lightning bolts, uh, but... <laughs> It's some crazy stuff, man. Yeah, so lightning bolts come down, and I'll just let, you know, whoever's reading this, you guys just, just <laughs> make a, come to your own conclusions. Yeah, so lightning bolts come down, and um, she ends up um, coming out. Embraced by some lightning dude. Lightning god, yeah, you can yeah. call him, I don't know. But she comes out of the cave, and they don't think anything happens, you know? Yeah. But she wakes up and she's uh, like six months pregnant. It's so crazy. And um, 60 days later, she um, gives birth to B. And you automatically see when she starts breastfeeding him, his thirst for blood. His eyes are blue, just like in the beginning of issue one, you know. And you feel bad for the mom. You know, she's trying to breastfeed him here and he's biting her, you know, like good grief. Dude, I know. I was not expecting to see that. I know. Neither was I. Totally unexpected. Then you see, you you, you still see, as, as he's telling the story, you see more conversation uh, dialogue with, with the therapist. And even she's like blown away. Like, man, you were born in 60 days. Like, you know, she mm-hmm. got pregnant overnight, born in 60 days. So super quick. He even tells her, you know, they wanted a weapon, you know, to, to protect their tribe. And so... um the tribe kind of doesn't believe at first because they're like, oh, you know, this is just a kid, you know. But they quickly realize that he's different, you know. He, he This kid, he had to be. When he puts his hand into a flame and he's not hurt, they soon realize he's more than just a boy. Oh, yeah. He's just picking up, you know, hot coal, no big deal. And the tribe realizes, okay, this kid is special, you know. And you immediately get into kind of – Kind of his origin story, pretty much, of how he is just bloodthirsty. You know, he some gnarly stuff goes down. Yeah, like he can't control it. You know, mm-hmm. and here he is um, attacking a wolf in the middle of the night, T- taking out a friend. Just 
Yeah, taking out a dude, and it looks like he's playing a little bit of uh, field hockey with a rock. Oh, yeah, it does look like that. I never really paid that much attention to that panel, but yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, he just doesn't like it or whatever, and he just destroys this guy, rips his limbs off, and, you know, just destroys him. Yeah. So his dad, being the um, smart man that he is, he's like, hey, I'm going to get you, you know, I'm going to get you a coach, get you a teacher. That way you can try to, you know, hone your skills, try to, you know, I don't know, like. Just a way to focus and channel his, uh, yeah, his yeah. rage and go. energy. Perfect. To have like a dedicated outlet for it, right? Yeah. But I th- I think that the the next part is really telling. Yeah, so this bear. Yeah, this guy, you know, he's being he's training him to hunt animals, throwing him in a pit with a bear, just letting him unleash all that craziness he has, you know, deep inside of him. And there he is again, eating a bear's heart, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Dude, <laughs> do you you're dude. ruining B for me, dude. You gotta stop ruining characters for me. He's dude. straight eating a bear's heart. But I mean, he says here, he says, when my parent, he says, my parents couldn't help me rein it in, uh, but they could help me find an outlet. There and when go. I couldn't hold it in anymore, they gave me a place to put it. And that was, I guess they stocked a, a, some sort of den with some sort of animals or something that he could just rip up and get all his sort of thirst for blood out. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good point there for sure. Yeah, you even see him jumping down into this pit where they're housing a freaking huge grizzly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't notice that panel either, dude. Yeah, he is literally it? just running and jumping into the hole. It reminds me of like 300, especially like an issue, I think it's issue three or four. We'll talk about it later. Like, I don't know, I, I got a, like the 300 feeling where you're like, this is yeah. Sparta, and he kicks the dude <laughs> into the pit. So, and then here you you also see, you know, he, he's growing. You, you see that he um, heals really quick. Even the mom is like, look, he's already healed after, you know, he just got done brawling a bear and he he's healed. You know, like, I don't know if it's the same day or next day, but. Um, I have to say really quick. Yeah. The panels that are supposed to be like zoomed in on his epidermis. Mm-hmm. Like if that's supposed to let me know that he was healed. I mean, I have no idea what I'm looking at. Yeah, no, you like, don't. Just because one has like blue dots, blue dots and is a little yeah. less round. I mean, I don't know. You know what they're trying d- to say, though. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying like there's probably like get rid of those three and just do one other panel or something. Yeah, yeah, of no, him, for like, sure. All healed up. Yeah. Anyway, so as he gets older, um, he still can't channel that rage at all. And he ends up um, he ends up taking out his teacher. This guy who was training Okay, are you sure that's what happened? I'm I'm almost certain. He says it right here. Teacher is dead. I know, but was it him? Because here they are. They're watching the land gets raided by these people again. And mom and dad hold back B saying, not yet, not yet. You're not ready. And he's making the promise that it'll never happen again. Cut to, oh, but he does say, but I had to let it out. Yeah. So it's almost like he had no other outlet right there. So, and, and I think he did do it because look how brutal the scene is right there. Yeah, No one else kills like that. You're right. It's his handiwork. So uh, at this, you know, now his father's like, all right, you know, time for learning, learning is over. And his dad now takes over to try to get him to, to, to harness that rage. Should have been his dad from the beginning in my humble opinion. For sure. 
I mean, he looks, he clearly looks more physically capable of training B, not this old man. I know. Yeah. The guy he had training him was some old dude and you can't help but feel bad for him now as he's dismembered in this scene. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. So yeah, his dad starts training him and, um, you know, he's hitting rocks with a hammer. He's tearing cheetahs apart. Um, just typical stuff to try to harness that berserker that he has, you know, that bloodthirsty mm-hmm. head down in there. And then we get, um, you know, fast forward to, to modern day and, um, dude, he's tired, man. You, you see yeah, it right here that he's sick of doing this. He, you know, he's been alive for 80,000 years and he's, he, he actually has some flashbacks and he's, he's talking to his Diana here and he's like, Dude, for centuries, you guys have been doing this to me. Yeah. And this goes back to what you said earlier about he he doesn't think they could help him. Yeah. I also think there, that as we learn more about B, I think uh, what you get a little bit here is like everything you just said being 100% true. But he also doesn't really want to be remembering this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why they have these protocols to get him, you know, he's talked all this stuff about, hey, I have a perfect memory, I have a perfect memory, but he has a perfect memory of the days he can remember, like down to the smells, down to the sounds, down to everything, but there are days that he just literally has wiped out, and so these protocols with the therapist, they're all designed to like unlock these pathways, and that's the big thing they're trying to do, and I think he's literally just like, I don't want to even be thinking it. Like there's a reason he's blocked them. Yeah. So it's like, he's, he's tired for all the reasons you've said, but he's also just like, I mean, 80,000 years is not just a physical toll. Uh, mentally, it's just gotta be exhausting. Yeah. Mentally he's done. And it, it looks like he's been doing this type of work for the U S government for a long time. You know, they're promising same the same thing. Yeah. At the same time, if you think about it, he doesn't know how to harness that rage. So it's almost like he has no other choice yeah. to be doing this type of stuff. Because if not, like, what else would he do? You know what I mean? Like, And he clearly really desires mortality. And so he's willing to work with the best of the best. And this happens to be who the best is yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this gets to the the tired factor again. Like, man. We've been trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. Like, it's never going to work. Like, eventually, that's just where your mind goes. It's never going to work. Yeah. So, as he gets frustrated, you know, this uh, Diana, she's she's calming down and she's trying to to tell him. He's like, no, our protocols, they're, they're working. You're, you see our results. Uh, mm-hmm. But we just need a little more, you know. Can you go back a little more? And so then again, you know, here he is, t- you know, going back and telling the story again. And you finally see, you know, he's growing up. He, he, he's now teenage years. And here comes this, all these villages. They're coming to, you know, take them out and steal their harvest. And um, they let him loose for the first time against all these villages that are coming to pillage him. And the mom, Let's she Let's just kinda, say those villagers had no idea yeah, what was coming. Yep. The mom kind of doesn't want to, you know, she's kind of hesitant because he's still just a boy. But the dad's like, they gave us this weapon and we're going to use it. And um, the, these- It's a gift from the gods. You don't let the gift from the gods sit on the shelf. You put the gift from God on display. And uh, these last two two pages are Wait. just brutal, man. 
I don't think my analogy worked all the way correctly because on display could be on the shelf, but you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't even realize it at first. Yes. Cause you knew what I meant. I knew exactly yeah. what you meant. That's why I just kept going. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, we just see more brutal. Like dude, he's ripping horses apart. He's using the, in one of these panels, he's using the bottom of a horse ripped off mouth. A jaw. Yeah. And he just stabs yeah. the dude right through the head with it. That that panel with like, what has he got, like 12 arrows in his back and he's just standing over those dead bodies. Yeah, that is a pretty cool panel. I mean, uh, the point probably here could have been made with a little less. Yeah. But... uh Man, it lands the it lands the point home. Yeah, for He's sure. Gnarly. He, he, no one, no one can take him out. He destroys all these villagers that are, or all these other tribes that are coming in to take out his village. And um, you have a little bit more dialogue here with um, with Diana. Um, you know, he he remembers having parents, having a tribe. He remembers having a purpose. But then he says that was the last time I ever felt happy. Yeah. And uh, issue two ends. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of that has to do with realizing here at this point was like at first he had a purpose and a goal and a mission and he did it. But now he's starting to realize this tool and weapon thing uh, might be a little bit more true than he wants it to be. Like maybe he's just a tool and a weapon and he wants to be more. He wants to be loved and um well, I think that's I, yeah, and I a hundred percent agree with you. But on this, as we'll see moving forward into three and four, a lot of that has to do with his father. Yeah, for sure. Which is so weird because it was the mom who first prayed, and the dad was kind of this unbelieving. Like, I think what do the gods ever do? Right. Like they give us rain, and then they let us get pillaged every year. Like whatever with the gods. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, the gods gave us this awesome thing. So let's do this awesome, you know? And it's just like, um, and, but it's no. just weird. Cause B has this overriding drive to, uh, be loved by his father, to please his father, to make his father proud. Um, but he wants to be loved like a son, not like a tool. I yeah. think. And his dude, his dad or his father, his dad turns him into, I think, you know what he becomes. Yeah, you it, see he that like in the takes next it, issue. Yeah, he like takes advantage of this gift yeah. instead even of just. The, go ahead. Even the therapist says in the next issue he was being conditioned. Yeah, it's like he takes advantage of this gift, and maybe he wasn't meant to be used like this. You know, maybe he was just meant to. You know, who we'll, we'll see here as we get in issue three. But I think maybe more like as a protector. Yeah. Not so much as an agitator or yeah. um, more defensive than offensive or something. Yeah, no, for but sure. You still, you still excited going forward? I mean, does issue issue two kind of further develop the intrigue and um, sort of the? For me, I still, I love it. Still, I'm still on board. Yeah. I loved issue one. I really enjoyed issue two. You get his origin story. You get more of his background, and you can kind of see where he came from. And I'm, I'm still loving what's going on what about you yeah i'm all in i really love this the parental stuff here and uh being able to see this sort of side to be and um kind of 
his backstory, I think, is is really com- compelling, and uh, they did a really good job. And I'm yeah. excited to see see where we go from here. Yep. So yeah, we start out issue three, and um, again we're getting more of these flashbacks, and um, you see that um, in, in two seasons, so two more raids, he um, he becomes a man, and he's still just um, very graphic scenes of him basically protecting his village from all these other tribes coming down to try to take him out. And just like you said, he, he's trying to get, you know, approval from, from his, from his father. And, you know, he says, father, father, did I do well? He says, you knew. Here's the part. Yeah. That yeah. part kills him, right? Go yep. ahead. He says, you knew what the village calls you. It means two things, both tool and weapon. And, and so now you kind of think from, from B's standpoint, like, okay, now you're just kind of taking advantage of me almost, you know, like, and his, his father is, is still trying to, you know, trying to tell him what he's doing is good. You know, he's like, you destroy, mm-hmm. but you, you also, you build our, our village strives because of you. And he's like, well, are we safe now? And his father's like, well, our, you know, our position in the Valley you know, it'll never be safe. So it's like, he's never going to be able to just be not, you know, any normalcy mm-hmm. never going to happen. And this is when you can kind of see his, his, in this issue, his relationship with his mom now, cause even he's, he's going to his mom, you know, what do you think of him and his mom here? I loved it. I love that he has somebody he can be real with and getting that glimpse of, uh, finally you get to see, um, you know, a real connection for him. Yeah. He gets to just express himself emotionally. And it's just so fascinating to see the splintering of mom and dad starting here. Um, I really like it. And this kind of makes me think of like his relationship with Diana, you know, how they have like a connection and stuff now. Do you think it's like, you know, because he had, uh, you know, his relationship with his mom here, do you think it could kind of be, Obviously, it's not going to be the same, but since she's a, a female and they have that connection, you know, do you think it's could could that be why he's like wanting to work with her? And well, I think that for B, uh, his trust automatically kind of defaults more towards the females. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get that later when when Diane or Diana I forget what it really is, but the, when the therapist is talking to Stephen, you'll see, you know. She admits, like, yeah, he trusts me. Yeah, and you, you know, you don't really get, a, you don't. At least we haven't so far in the story seen any sort of real trust, uh, at least in the sense of openness from B towards men. It's been all women yeah. to get that side of him. Yeah, and yes, yeah, so I, I really enjoy this too. Like, really cool to see because you, you know, the first few issues it was all him and his his dad, you know. So now you see kind of him and his mom, and she's coming at him more of like. You know, a human being. Yes. And so he's, he's asking her though, you know, you know, what'd you pray for? Did you pray for a son or did you pray for, for a tool or a weapon? You know? Yeah. He nails her here. I oh mean, yeah. Oh my gosh. Just puts her between a rock and a hard, and a hard place here. But yeah, you go back to it though. She never, she just prayed for a gift, you know? No, she was praying. She was repeating a new, a new, or you knew. Oh, in the cave. yeah, you're right. She was praying for a tool. Yeah, her. yeah, you're right. And um, let's see. And she doesn't even answer. She never answers. Yeah, them. yeah, she never answers them because she knows that she she did pray for herself. Yeah, but I don't think that takes away from the fact from everything we've seen from her 
she genuinely loves him like a son. She, to her, B is not just a tool or a weapon. B is a real, uh, you know, her son. Yeah, she birthed them. Whereas, like the the father, he had nothing to do with technically being a biological. You know, B is going to call him out on that. Yeah, too. yeah. So, um, yeah, man. So that conversation ends, and um, you see um, his father now again. Here he is planning for war this time, where beforehand it was all they were just protecting their village, and yep. now the coins kind of flipped with him. He's now that village. You know, he's now that village going out and taking out other villages. He's become the villain. Yep. So now that's you see the father uh, just kind of turn. You know, I don't know if he he if he has that same thirst too, or if he's just like I don't know. I mean, she even asks him, right? Do we not have enough? Have you not destroyed all the villages that surround us? Yeah. I mean, dude's got a little bit power hungry. I mean, when you got a tool uh, as powerful as B. Yeah. You know, they're just going to start going after villages for their fortune at this point. Yeah, it went all to his head. You're absolutely right. And you can see the mom kind of wants to stop it. She's worried for for B. And, um, you know, he promises her, though, we're, hey, we're nearly finished, you know, which is baloney. <laughs> yeah. Says that's what you say. He's going to say that another 100 times, you know, if this story was to continue in this realm. It's like, that's just what he's always say. Yeah. We're almost done. Well, it, We're almost it's done. funny because the last time he promises, he's like, I promise to keep you in our valley safe. You know, he yeah. doesn't say he'll promise stopping. He just says, so. <laughs> Leaving in an open-ended. Yeah. Open to interpretation. So, um, as we move forward, you just see um, B now going with his father. And he, they're going out now and taking out all these villages. And there's one up to the north. And... Um, you get to see it's it's pretty cool here because a lot of the time they're fighting there. And so now you get to see them in a different element. You know, they're up north, they're in the snow, and they're going to this um this place that has tremendous wealth. And so since they're really wealthy, that's a huge threat. The dad wants to take them out, you know. But that it's so interesting how the threat has changed. Like if this is the richest of all the tribes, their wealth is the threat. They are much stronger than we are. But, I mean, you're going to get in there and you're going to see that's completely not true. Yeah. And who's ever going to be stronger than? Than B. Yeah. Nobody. You know? So, it's just like you're right. The dad now is just as power hungry and um, he just wants to rule everything. Yep. And so, um, they go up there. They break into this place. B does his thing. Yes, he does. You know? He, but he uh, he do the remember in the chopper or early on in issue one, uh, some of the other men on the squad say he's peaking. Yeah, and that's when he just like loses it and just goes. I think he's peaking here, D- dude. Definitely peaking. Yeah, man. He, not only do they kill you know all the soldiers and and um, everybody, but. In the where, where are they at? You think this is like their temple or something where they first arrive, or their yeah, something like that must be. So that so, so to they, be honest, like considering, uh, I mean, it's a it is a vast display of their wealth because when you saw a picture of bees tribes home, yeah. they're living in mud huts. Yeah, and this place where they're living looks like a Roman like a Roman cathedral sort of thing. Yeah, they're all stone buildings, and uh, yeah, definitely. 
you got the king sitting up there. It looks like he's just sipping on some wine or something. And uh, B just bounces through the roof, takes him out, takes out all the guards. And he's like, no one lives. And um, they even go outside and they kill everybody in the village. Yeah, because dad said nobody lives. Father said no one lives. And um, this scene is just nuts to me where he's just sitting on a pile of bodies. What do you think he's feeling there on top of the bodies? You think you get a sense that he's just tired of it. Yeah. Like he's just sick of doing this and he doesn't want his heads down. It's just something he doesn't want to be doing, but he's again, trying to trying to get that, you know, from his father, that love from trying to trying to please his, his dad. Yep. And he even asked him, you know, he's sitting here all bloodied up, half of his face is missing. And he said, did I do well? And you, right mm-hmm. here you see his dad is even, he looks like he's in shock. Don't you think? Like, look at the dad's expression. Even dad's a little scared of B. Yeah, I think so. You know, like he finally seen like. Well, my question is, do you think he's scared of B or do you think he's appalled by B's face? Uh, because he's got quite an early face going on here. I mean, it could be a little bit of both, you know, but, um, yeah, yeah he's, de- his dad is like looking at him, like almost like he's just scared, you know, and his dad explains to him, you know, Hey, we had to kill the children here too, because you know, they won't yeah, forget what B we wants did. To know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause B wanted to know like this, this is good. Yeah. Like what we did here is good. Uh, so I think morally he's, he's really starting to ask some questions here about yeah what the heck they're doing. Yeah. And on the, the, on the way back, he's, you know, he even further questioning his dad, like, who's my father? Mm-hmm. So he's getting in there. Like, I don't remember you being in the cave. He's yeah. like, I remember everything. Yeah. But you were not in the cave when I was born. <laughs> um, yeah. So they get back to the village and um, you see a little bit more dialogue between um, his mom and dad. The mom still doesn't like what's going on. You know, it's like she even says they're here. You're forcing him to be something he's not. And the dad's like, no, this is what he is. I saw him out there. He relished it. Straight lying to her. Mm hmm. Because he didn't, obviously, at the very end of that battle, he did not want to be there. He didn't really, yeah. At all. And I think he kind of misses the point when she says, this isn't what he is. Because I think what she's trying to say to him is like, this is not all he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the father's kind of missing out on the fact that, you know, he calls him son enough, he should maybe start trying to love him and treat him like an actual son. Yeah. And, and right here in the next panel, you get confirmation, you know, be sitting down and he says, I don't want to be Unu anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. <clears throat> He's like, whatever this is, whatever I am, I don't want it. And so you can immediately tell, look at the mom. Like she just looks. Yeah. She's hurt. Yeah. She's broken for him. Yep. For sure. And then you go right back to the dad and here he is. Oh, there's a new tribe nearby. We got a plot to go take him out, you know. What do you think of this right here with his lightning strike? Yeah, so it's pretty gnarly, right? So because mom's, you know, mom's having this heart to heart with B and, you know, she's just wrecked for him. She's been for a while and she decides, you know, I'm going to do something. Yeah. And so we get we get another lightning strike just like we did, you know, the first time when she was in the cave, you know, doing the seance thing. So you're kind of you're wondering, just like they are here. What the heck's mom up to? Yeah. And you're hopeful that 
that she's praying for B. And at first, you kind of don't know what it is because she she doesn't say she's doing anything. But then you get the dialogue with the dad, and he's like, yeah. "What has she done?" And he just yeah. looks; he's in shock because he knows she did something. He's nervous, yeah. and then you know now he's his weapon's going to be gone. You know, possibly with whatever she did. Yep. And so again, we just get more of this carnage. They're they're off to to just pillage this other other village, and the dad again, another success, my son. Nothing can stop you. And he's like, well, you know, you never answered my question about you know who, who's my dad, you know. And he he's still trying to convince him that um, you know you're as much as you know my son is. She is your mom, kind of thing. But I don't think he, he's not buying it. I don't think. He's not buying it. He uh, he wants some straight talk from his dad, and his dad refuses to give it to him. Yeah. And then before we close out three, we get um, Diana, and she's now talking with that um, mysterious gentleman we met back in uh, issue one. Even called Just a little panel we had of him. Now that we know a little bit more of uh, B's memory here, we, we find out there's two lightning strikes. And so if they can unlock, you know, they want to unlock where, you know, locations and they want to try to replicate, you know, these lightning strikes now. Because once, what does it say right here with one lightning strike? He just says two lightning strikes. That's a breakthrough. One lightning strike would be a singularity. Two, that makes it reproducible. Right, right. So if it's been done twice, then obviously they can keep doing it, which is going to help them with whatever Mm -hmm. they got going on behind the scenes that we don't know about yet. Yeah, they're clearly working on something. Uh, clearly, they're not being forthcoming uh, with B. Right. But B already knows this. Oh, yeah. Like, he's skeptical already. I love that they kind of just feel like, oh, we're really pulling one under this dude who's been alive for 80,000 years. Like, he's telling, he's told him to their face, I know you're just trying to clone me and make super soldiers. And he literally will say, I don't care. Yeah. I just want mortality. Yeah. So, but they're clearly up to something and you definitely want to know what the heck it is. Yeah. And then we finish off issue, issue three and it's like a modern day, you know, mission. They're in uh, Chile, it says. Um, another mission accomplished. She's all bloodied up. But this time there's, um, they took four, four KIA, Sergeant says. And um, you get B saying, well, sorry about that. Uh, they got, they got too close to me. Yeah, next time stay away. Yeah, there again is that he just can't control that rage. You know, once he gets into that mode, it's like, I don't even know why they send another guy. It's like, just send a chopper with him in it and let him get out. That's right. But um, And the protocols change. Yeah, protocols change. This is different now. The guy's handing him two pills and he says, new protocol, two this time. And we end the issue. They're getting somewhere with one, so they're going to get somewhere faster with two. Yeah. So when we end chapter three, what, what's your thoughts now? Where, where are you at? Well, I love that like issue two was kind of uh, B's daddy issues. Uh, issue three, you still got some of the daddy issues, but you get a little bit of that mom, mom connection and the, the splintering of the mom and the dad. Uh, obviously, the mom's up to something with that second lightning lightning bolt. You want to know what the heck it is. You got to know. Um, I'm all in, man. I, you know, I'm waiting for the next issue to come in the mailbox at this point If if, you know. I'm reading it singular in the singles. Yeah. You know, I'm in the same boat, but at the same time too, I'm like, okay, let's, let's get this show going. I, I think I, you know, you kind of get, I do like the dialogue with him and his mom though. So you, you can kind of, you get that, 
relationship with his mom. So I did like that. But um, I mean, we know he's, he's in, he, we know what he can do, you know, and we know his past now yeah. and I'm ready for it to kind of, I'm ready for it to get moving in like modern day. I want to see what, what the government's up to, what they want. That That's what I want to see now. Yeah. And so we get to issue four and it immediately starts out. And um, again, you can see he, he's just fed up, you know, he's done with, done with the protocols. He's done with all these things hooked up to him. And his therapist is like, you know, I can help you. I can cure you. And um, he's like, something tells me I won't be cured until you have an army of me. So he he gets what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he he leaves. He's like, I'm out of here. And so she kind of um, plays back as she's walking out too. She she plays a, an old session of uh, recorded session between um, him, her, and B. And again, we get. Um, a flashback here of, of his parents. And this is what you get to, you get to kind of see what that lightning strike was all about. And I want to know what, what are your thoughts on this, um, this relic or statue or whatever it is she's holding. It almost looks like it's some sort of helmet. Like if he had put it on, maybe it, I mean, we're not told what it is. My best guess is, is that it's what B is searching for, right? It is his, it's his, answer for that mortality would be my guess now i don't know but that's what i'm thinking yeah and i don't even know what because you know the dad's like freaking out he's like what'd you pray for you know and she's like well i prayed to end his suffering and he's like a gift you know i think it will take the you know or the mom was like it'll take the curse and the, the dad's like curse this is a gift you know and so he mm-hmm. takes it and he tosses it down this pit that they have And, um, yeah, I don't know. Now is that, uh, yeah, that is a pit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's, that's like where the bears were. I'm assuming that's the same pit, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of what it reminded me of when I said earlier, it reminded me like the 300. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, uh, to answer a little bit of what you were saying earlier, I think, um, so I, I'm more wrapped when I see this now, I'm more wrapped in and like, at first you're just kind of like, what the heck are they trying to, to find out? Obviously they want to unlock his memories so they can get back in time to find out how to do this again, how to create more people like him. And you, you almost don't really want him to succeed. But now at this point with this thing here, I'm like, oh man, I hope they get, you're like, it's this, it's this weird t- push and pull yep. because now I want him to because I'm like that's where the answer is for B because that's the only yeah that's the only thing that's gonna make him or end his suffering right there yeah. you know and I don't even think he knows about that yet no he doesn't no. because he rolls up on the conversation and it's over that that thing is tossed into that pit and he's like you know what's going on and mom's about to say something but dad's a jerk yep dad butts in and he's like we got a battle. You know, some other guy comes up and he's like, Hey, there's a situation. Let's go. Um, you know, they're going to attack us and the mom doesn't want him to go. You know, she's trying to, you know, point him down to the pit. But, um, at this point the dad's fired up. He's not taking, you know, he, he takes him. He's like, he's our son. And, um, even B says here, he's like, I'm not your son. I'm the weapon you use to make your fortune. So now you can kind of see, you know, he's harboring some, Yep. Um, feelings there, but he still, you know, he still loves his dad and wants, wants to make his dad happy. So he goes with him, you know? 
Well, I also wonder too how much of an obligation he feels like, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it is some of that uh, consistent desire for that fatherly love that B craves. But I also just wonder how much of a responsibility he feels towards his tribe here too. Like, hey man, I guess we're being attacked. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that too. But um, when they get there, they quickly realize it's um, not what it seems. It's like these villages finally have caught on to what's going on. Or you would at least think, you know, so they set up a trap. They call it a trap. It's It's a little like a trap and also just a huge diversion. Yeah. So they have some guys there that are battling them while, while the main group of uh, this tribe goes to um, their village to just take it out. And this part was crazy to me and I want to know what you think. So he gets in berserker mm-hmm. mode right here and like the dad's like trying to stop him. So like, so hard, like stop, stop. And even other guys are trying to stop him, but he just can't stop yeah the scene here where his dad obviously somebody else is also telling him they need to turn around and he kills him now is that someone from his own tribe there that he puts his hands through the chest of where his dad's kind of in between them yep he like killed one of his own dudes he's lost it so much yep and like you can look at him right before that scene he's like son we need to retreat to home and he's just like looking at him and he's like that and he even says like a snarl and um this guy's trying to say, stop, we must go back. And he's like, he'll let his dad tell him that, but he's not going to let this guy tell him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just punches him right through the chest. And so it's like, he, he did, once he gets to that, that certain level, he just can't stop. And I love how his dad's like, his vocabs, he's almost just talking to him like a dog. Yeah. Please, we must go home. Home is in danger. Like he's just trying to break through because B's in that mode. It's just like, and he knows if he says home, like, you know, B's going to. Yeah, because his mom. Possibly take note. Yeah. So they rush back to their village and um, their village is just getting ransacked. And you're you're worried right away for mom. Yeah, for sure. But you do get some super cool art. Like this whole page right here where he's holding these spears on fire. I know. It's yeah. so cool. I love that page. But yeah, you, he, he's just battling through, trying to find his mom, gets to her too late, and um, yeah, she's dead, man. And this leads to some of my favorite interactions between him and his dad. And yeah, because you see, you see um, B's, or his dad is trying to justify, you know, a trap. We should have known. She, you know, and he's like, well, she didn't deserve this, dad. You know, we deserve this. You know, we were the ones out there attacking all of these villages, you know, like this is what we deserve. And he's, he's so pissed. He just bounces. He doesn't even care Mm -hmm. anymore. This is, he's finally, I think now, you know, now it took his mother dying for him to be like, sorry, dad, see you later. And he just lets his dad die. Yeah. I mean, he walks away knowing what's going to happen to his dad, but he's just had enough. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And then you get a picture again of that, um, it almost looks like, I think you're right. It almost looks like something you would put on your, um, like on the top of your head, like a crown almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get a real good picture of it right here. Yeah, it looks like a helmet of some kind. Like maybe he was meant to be the king. You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe to end his suffering, he was meant to be king to rule over it. So then he would be making the decisions, not his dad. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I'd be nervous about B in charge of much, but he does seem like he's got <laughs> he had it a little bit more under control these days. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, his dad dies. He just kind of walks off. And then what do you think about what happens here when he just walks off? He just like gives up. It's fitting, man. I, I believe it. I buy it. Like he's been worn down. He's tired of this. He's he's tired of existing as a tool and a weapon. And he is convinced uh and he has been conditioned to believe that that's all he is and he doesn't want it anymore. And he's just going to let these people tear him up because this isn't any sort of life that he's ready to, to keep on with. Yeah. And th- these panels are brutal, man. He just gets picked to pieces. And he never even makes a face. Yep. Pull, they he's pull just, out a tooth and everything, dude. I know, man. That's like a, a keepsake. Like they're going to put it on a necklace or something, dude. I kept thinking that too, dude. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, even a tooth." I guess, uh, yeah, they're keeping it, keeping it for a necklace or something. Yeah, and then so you basically you get to see him. He's he, he's literally ripped to ripped to pieces, man. His just body is just he's a pile of bones and flesh. Yep. He, the the buzzards are picking at him now, and he's having this dialogue, um, or it's past dialogue that his um, therapist Diana's listened to, and she's like. Uh, you remember dying? He's like, I remember everything now. She's like, you're sure? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm sure. Those earliest days, my earliest lessons. And she's driving at this point. And um, I thought this part was kind of weird. What about it? With like the egg sack? Yeah. I mean, it's a little interesting for sure. The artwork of him coming out of the egg sack might have been a little much for me. <laughs> that was another another panel that I wasn't expecting to see. Yeah, I mean, even the three of his face, where he's just like, looks like a grown man who's just been born. You're like, man, that's nuts. Yeah, and it does. But I like what he says here. You know, he's telling her like that he he had nearly forgotten. Uh, he's like, I can kill anything. I killed those memories, but you found them, Diana. And I guess it makes sense. I can kill anything, but me. That was the first time I realized I couldn't die. Yeah, and um. Yeah, so she's she says a breakthrough. You can tell she's kind of like wants to help him at this point, you know. Um, yep. You can tell she she just feels real. She just feels for him. Wants to help. Mm-hmm. Him, wants to be able to give him what he wants. And this kind of re- did this kind of remind you of um, the Matrix at all, where he's in that sack. It does look like one of those sacks in the Matrix. It does, yeah. But this one's growing out of the ground, not hanging. Yeah. Some sort of, yeah. So I thought that was funny. But um, yeah, so then. Um, Keanu, what's with Keanu and egg sacks and being born as a grown man? I know. Bald and gross. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, it's so funny. When I seen this, I was like, wait a second. He comes out of that egg sack naked and bald and disgusting. And that's what he's doing right here. So it kind of starts uh, with a Keanu meme and ends with a. Uh, homage to a Keanu movie. Yep. And so, yeah, so this issue, um, the first arc ends with a huge cliffhanger because Diana is at um, B's door and she's like, hey, um, I haven't been completely honest with you. Uh, no no wires, no drugs, no science, just me, you, and the truth. And that's it. Yep. Oh, man. So, four ends, like... How are you feeling? Like, don't give me your rating or anything. Yet. I just want to know, like, are you like, dude, I, I want to read five. I'm really excited to see what's going on. Like, especially with that cliffhanger. Like, so f- how are you feeling? First, I'll have to say when four started, I was kind of like, 
almost like, okay, enough of the flashbacks. I want to get going on with what's going on. And it finally get got, going. yeah, it finally get- got there at the end of four, but it's almost like it was, dr- it was drug out a little too much for me, but I'm still a- after four, I, I want to know for sure now, like what, what are they doing? What, what is she going to reveal to, to be now? You know what I mean? And right. is he going to lose yeah. it and just go off on people or is he going to still try to keep it under control so she can try to help him find, you know, find that, yeah. that item? What about I've you? I've read up through six, so I know more. Did you? So I won't, I won't say too much. I have but, up through um, six, but I haven't done it. Yeah, it's, um, super good. But I think for a first arc, this does a really good job of building up, um, B. Uh, his origin story, yeah, uh, really enveloping, uh, developing, and just dropping you into this drama with the government and this therapist, and that's ripe for all sorts of deception and and you know just like B was saying earlier, uh, with you know connections end up hurting. Is this going to be another one that really ends up hurting him? Because mm. you know even though he's untrusting that this is going to solve a lot of their problem, a lot of his problems or ultimately fix anything. Uh, I think you do see that he does have, like you mentioned earlier, like a real connection with Diana. And so, you know, I I think all in all, like super good sort of like if you're thinking like, you know, volume one origin story, uh, who B is kind of setting the stage for the world. I'm in, man. I love it. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I do think the progression in some areas was a little slow. But I do think some of it was like, I did like, you know, the relationship building with his, both of his parents, you know, was, was really good, but a tiny bit slow for me for through four issues, you know? Yeah, I hear you. But, um, yeah, I, I want to know now, you know, for sure. We're dying to hear, man. What are you going to rate this bad boy? So you are. <laughs> so before, before we start, let's, let's lay it out. So in case anybody's forgotten the comic book layer. We do a one one out of five uh, for art and a one out of five for writing. And now, to be clear here, what when we rate something, what we, what we are not saying is these people aren't good at what they do. Just how much we enjoyed the writing and how much we personally enjoyed the art for the story. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I'll start with art when I when I first because um, the cover it was a little deceiving, or at least this this uh, cover I have for issue one. Like you see this artwork, but then you open it up and the artwork is a lot different, right? Right. And so when, when I first opened it up, it wasn't what I expected. However, going through it and seeing how violent it is, I think it fits it really well. Because like I've said before, I think if it was this much detail, like on the cover that I have of this issue, I think it would have been a little too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. for the art, I'm going to give it a, th- a three and a half. Okay. And then with the writing, even though, you know, I, I really enjoy it, but like I said, just those parts, I, I think it was a little drawn out. I'm going to give it a three and a half as well for seven, seven out of 10 for me. Seven out of 10. Not bad. What about not you? Not bad. For me, for the writing, I really, uh, I really enjoyed it for, for what it was as an origin story building that the past up. Um, 
I was really, I was really com- compelled. I liked that, you know, you got a little bit of the focus on the dad, a little bit of the focus on the mom, uh, some of that, the God stuff. You want to know more about what the heck, like, how are they involved in this? How is B a God, not a God? You know, there was that whole scene when Diana's telling him, I don't believe in gods. You're not a God. And he just says, well, gods are immortal and I'm immortal. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. Put two and two together. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked it and I liked it more and more as I read it. Um, so I think for the writing, I'm going to go ahead and give it a four. I actually really, really enjoyed it and I'm all in. I think that cliffhanger, the change there, I'm not sure I buy it yet. You know, like is she, is she just trying to put one under him, mm. uh, bring him onto her side, make him feel like he can open up or a little bit more or something. Cause oh, yeah. she's still working with that Stephen Caldwell guy. Yeah. And I didn't even think about had, that. So, you know, that connection thing. Uh, and I just feel for B has been through a lot. I mean, I really enjoyed it, man. I just thought it was a super compelling build for a character in a world. Um, and was it a little drawn out? I, I could see the critique. I, I've heard it. Uh, I felt it when I've read it the first time. But reading it again this time and just being able to enjoy those little like slivers of time, um, yeah, I dug it. Uh, so I give the writing a four. And for the art, I'm going to go ahead and give it a three and a half, uh, same as you. Um, I agree with everything you said about the art. My biggest knock on the art is the coloring. Uh, a lot of orange and reds uh, just kind of – muted it made it feel a little uh not as alive almost a little flat yeah so i'd give the art a three and a half i still enjoyed it uh if it fits the story i'm not i'm not sure what else to exp- i'm not sure what this story would feel like with different art you know what i mean yeah um so for me it's a seven and a half altogether. good dude so so as our res- resident einstein <laughs> what are we at brother yeah, we're at a 14 and a half out of 20 for this. Um, pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's important to know, like, that's only five away or, you know, four and a half away from a perfect score. Four. And I got a mosquito flying around. It, four, and, four and a half, sir? Sorry, I got a mosquito flying around me. I got scared for a second. And I'm not the resident mathematician, man. You are. <sighs> five and a half away. Five and a half away. But yeah, no. So it's- definitely... Um, yeah, if you guys haven't read this, go pick it up. Be prepared to see some brutal, brutal scenes. But um, the story is really cool. Yeah, and you, um, if you don't have a stomach for violence, don't waste your. Time. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, anyways, very cool going through this one with you, dude. Um, tell everybody what we got coming up next week. Yeah, I'm excited for next week. Uh, we're going to be diving into Noctera Volume One. Ugh. That's the first first six issues of of Noctera by Scott Snyder and Tony S. Daniel. Um, you've probably heard us already talking about Noctera from some of our openings, but I can't wait to get into it, man. Published by Image. Are you excited about, about getting into Noctera? Oh, yeah. This one, I don't know. It's one of my favorite reads current, like lately, and so I'm super pumped to just get into it with you and to... Um, I mean, because you and I, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but we haven't really, I, I don't know what, where you're sitting with it. So I'm pumped. This is something I've been looking forward to for a while. So I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited to get into it. What you got, what are you going to be reading next week though, before, before we get into that? So you'll be reading Noctera, but what else? Oh yeah. So King of Spies 3 comes out uh, next week. 
Um, I loved one and two. There was a huge cliffhanger at the end of two. So I'm looking forward to reading issue three. So that's, I'm going to pick that one up. Um, I think it comes out, what is it? The ninth? Yeah. Next week on the ninth. And then, um, I still have a backlog of some stuff I need to read. Like I, I definitely want to read blacktop bill before. So good. I know. So that, that's another one I want to read. I want to pick up this one from a blaze called life zero looks super interesting. And, um, I don't know, it could be, you know, one of those cliche stories, but, um, I like that you're getting into some of these sort of like short, short issue runs, uh, very independent publishers. Like, uh, I think it's cool, man. I don't always get to read those. So hearing, hearing about them is fun. Yeah. So I'm super stoked and you know, it's really vague, but it just says, you know, where were you when the cloud arrived? Where were you when the world changed forever? Where were you when people started dying? So it's another, you know, seems like another like uh, apocalyptic style, but um, you know, I, I like those. The art looks super cool. So I can't wait. I'm going to check that one out too next week. So right on. what do you got coming next week to you? Well, as you know, it's hard for me to ever get to my local shop with my work hours, but I might make a special trip to make sure I can get Radio Apocalypse 2 mm. on release day. I'm really excited about that. Rom V, killing the game. Uh, Maze Book 5 should be delivered to me. Uh, I'm, I'm almost a little worried to find out how this story ends, uh, especially just having read 4 this week, but I can't wait. Uh, so Maze Book 5, I got Swamp Thing, Green Hell, mm. another Lemire. Yeah. Can't wait to get into it. I've heard great things about it. That's coming to me. Uh, Cloaked 2, a Dark Horse title. I can't remember the author's name, but uh, I'm stuck to, to continue that run. Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, I got four coming. That thing just continues to be amazing. Uh, can't wait to find out what's going on after the cliffhanger in three. And then we've got What the Furthest Place from Here, number three coming out. Um yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to the most. I hope you have another good week where you can get some reading in because you got a lot coming down. I do, man. And like I'm still trying to, to slowly make my way through all those saga trades I just got. So Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm looking forward to getting into Noctera next week with you. Oh, yeah, dude. It's going to be fun. Um, like I said, it's one of my favorite uh, current reads, and uh, I'm stoked. So how can people keep up with what we're doing, buddy? Yeah, definitely. Um, the easiest way is uh, right here. Subscribe to our podcast. Please leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, share it with a friend. You can also check us out over at Instagram at the Comic Book Lair. Um, we're posting all kinds of cool stuff, all the variant covers we're getting with uh, whatever we're reading and um, also what um, book of the week we're doing. And then um, also come hang out with us over on Discord, man. Um, super yeah. fun to just chat with people about you know what they're reading, what they have, and um, just extending that conversation it's super fun man to just jump in with everybody and definitely um you can find our links on our instagram and um yeah most importantly keep reading comics cowabunga nerds